أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا أو you who have believed إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة when the adhan is called for the prayer on the day of Jumu'ah on the day of Friday then what should you do upon hearing it upon listening to it فَسْعَوْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Then hasten, run, proceed to the remembrance of Allah. Meaning don't stay back, rather go immediately. وَذَرُوا الْبَيْعَةِ And leave trade, leave all business. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ That is best for you. إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ If you only knew. So if you know that this is best for you, then make sure that when the adhan is pronounced, then go for salah and don't stay behind. In this ayah, the believers are being commanded with regards to Salatul Jumu'ah. And the ruling is being given with regards to it. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That إِذَا nudia, When it is called out, when the proclamation, when the announcement is made. When the announcement is made, nudia from the word nida. And what does nida mean? Announcement, call. So when the announcement is made, for what? لِسْصَلَةً For the prayer. And Al over here is of Ahd, meaning it's understood which prayer it is. That specific prayer, which is at the time of Zuhur. So, إِذَا نُودِيَ لِسْصَلَاتِ And when? مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمُعَةِ On the day of Friday. What does it mean by this? That when the announcement is made for the Salah on Friday. The announcement refers to the Adhan. The announcement over here refers to the Adhan. And when is the Adhan given for Salatul Jumu'ah? When the Imam comes, he greets the people, and then he sits on the member, and then the Mu'addin gives the Adhan. So at that time, after the Adhan, what happens? Immediately after that, the Khutbah is given. Correct? So when you hear the Adhan, what does that mean? The Imam is at the member, the Khutbah is about to begin. So when you hear that, then don't stay back. Rather, fas'u ila dhikrillah. Immediately go to the dhikr of Allah. And whatever that you're involved in, just leave it. Wadarul bay'ah. Leave it right there and then. Whatever you're doing, and just go to the dhikr of Allah. And if you go, that is best for you if you only know. And when you know that it's best for you, then you better leave everything and go right away. Without any delay. Yawm al-Jum'ah. Al-Jum'ah, the word al-Jum'ah can be read in different ways. One pronunciation is, as you see in your Mus'haf, Jumu'ah, with the Dhamma on the Jim, as well as on the Meem. Another pronunciation is, Jum'ah. Another pronunciation is, Jum'ah, with the Sukoon on the Meem. And another pronunciation is, Jum'ah, with the Fatha on the Meem. What does it show to us? Why do you think I'm telling you? What's the benefit? The point is that there are words in the Arabic language which have several different pronunciations. When we are familiar with only one pronunciation, that's the only one we know, and we hear somebody else pronouncing the word differently, what do we say? Wrong. So it's quite possible we are only familiar with one pronunciation, and we should be open-hearted. Just as the word kadib, kid, different pronunciations. Similarly, jumu'ah, jumu'ah. And also Jumu'ah. The word Jumu'ah, where does it come from? 
It is said that Karb ibn Lu'ay, Karb ibn Lu'ay, he was from Mecca before the Prophet ﷺ, and he was the first to give Friday its name. Meaning he was the first one to call Friday, the day of Friday, Jumu'ah. And before him, the day of Friday was known as Aruba. And what does Aruba mean? Rahma, mercy. And it is said that on Friday, he used to gather the Quraysh, he used to gather his family and also other people. And he would admonish them, he would advise them, and he would also say the words, Amma Ba'd. So we see that in the time of Jahiliyyah even, people would get together on the day of Friday, remind one another of important things. And Karb ibn Lu'ay was the one who used to do that in particular. And Friday is called Jumu'ah. Why? Because it is the day when people gather together. It's from Jumu'ah. So it is the day when people gather together. Why? For the purpose of salah, in order to listen to the khutbah, in order to worship collectively, together. Because otherwise, people pray in smaller congregations, or people pray individually. But on Friday we see that the masajid are full. Why? Because that is the day that everybody has to come to the masjid. For example, if three people, three Muslims, they work at the same place. At the time of Zuhur Salat, they all can pray together in Jamara in one of the rooms. Can they not? Of course. But on Friday, can they do that? They cannot. They have to go to the masjid. They have to go to a place where all the Muslims have gathered up together. And why? Because Friday is the day of collective worship. So this is why Jumu'ah is called Jumu'ah. Secondly, some have said that Jumu'ah is called Jumu'ah because it is the day when Adam salam was created. It is the day when he was Jumu'ah. Meaning his creation was completed. His body was completed. His creation was perfected on this day. And others also say that Friday is the sixth of the six days that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the heavens and the earth in. So it is the day Jumu'ah, when the creation of all the khalq of the heavens and the earth was completed. It was all together. So this is why Friday is called Jumu'ah. But we are familiar with Friday. It is the day of special worship. It's the day of getting together. And with regards to it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when the time to pray comes in, when the announcement is made, when the adhan is said, then what should you do? فَاسْعَوْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Then hasten to the dhikr of Allah. Does it mean that a person should run to the masjid? No. Because running to the salah is not something that is allowed. Some of the scholars, they said that if فَاسْعَوْ was understood as literally فَاسْعَوْ then I would run until my ridha, until my upper garment would literally fall off. Because then the command would be to run. Whereas we have been forbidden from running to the salah. So what does it mean by sa'i ila dhikrillah? It means going to salah immediately. Going to salah immediately. Leaving everything and moving, proceeding to the salah. Because if you notice over here what has been said, fasa'u ila dhikrillah wadarul bayr And leave bayr. What is bayr? Buying and selling. That a person is at a store, he's buying something, and he's giving the money for it. What does Allah say? Leave it and just go to salah. Leave everything. Now imagine if we are being told to leave business. Then anything lesser than business, should we be engaged in that? Should we be busy in that? 
No. Just think about it. Something that is so important as business, as bayr, Allah says, leave that and go for salah. Which shows to us that anything lesser than that is also not permissible to do at that time. At that time, a person must go immediately to salah. Fas'aw ila dhikrillah. So go immediately without any delay ila dhikrillah. And what does the dhikr of Allah refer to over here? To the prayer. Because aqimi salata li dhikri wa dhikrullahi akbar. So dhikr is salah. Because in salah, a person remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salah is established for the purpose of remembering Allah. And some have said that dhikr over here refers to the khutbah. Because otherwise as well, you know, salah is performed in the masjid, in congregation. However, what is special to Jumu'ah salah is the khutbah. Isn't it so? That is special. That is different. And the khutbah, what does that involve? It involves the dhikr of Allah. If you think about it, the khutib begins with the dhikr of Allah. Ends with the dhikr of Allah. And in the middle is also the dhikr of Allah. So the khutbah is dhikr of Allah. And it should be based on the Qur'an. It should be based on remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why we see that at the beginning, ayat from the Qur'an are recited. At the end also, ayat from the Qur'an are recited. And if those are not recited, at the beginning, at the end, minimum, then the khutbah is actually not valid. Do you know that? If at the beginning of the khutbah, and at the end, at least... Some ayat from the Qur'an are not recited, khutbah is not valid. It is necessary because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls a khutbah dhikrullah. So, fasa'u ila dhikrillah wadarul bayr and leave all business. Suspend all such contracts at that time. When the adhan is set, then just stop everything, put off everything and go immediately. Thalikum khayrul lakum in kuntum ta'lamun. That is best for you if you should know. In this ayah, What's the lesson we learn? We learn about the ruling, the technical ruling, which is when the adhan is said, you have to go. Isn't it so? So whether a person is eating, or a person is talking, or a person is doing anything, what are they supposed to do? Stop what you're doing and go for the khutbah. And notice it hasn't been said, finish what you're doing, and then just make sure you catch the salah. You notice that? Because that's what people usually do. They finish what they're doing and they just make sure that they have caught the salah. However, we see that attending the khutbah is important. Because that is dhikrullah. If a person has not attended the khutbah, at least a part of the khutbah, then Jumu'ah salah, how will it be complete? It will be complete when the khutbah has also been attended. So this is the ruling that we learn. But from this is a very important lesson that we learn. And what is that? Because you might say we are women. You know, Anas Jumu'ah is not obligatory. So it doesn't matter if we don't pray Jumu'ah. Okay, but what's the lesson that we learn from this? So when the time of Friday prayer comes, that we ourselves should go. And those who are going, we should not delay them either. Like for example, sometimes it happens that at the cafeteria, for instance, you know, it should be closed immediately when the adhan is pronounced. But if people are still buying, saying, oh, can I please have this? Can I please have that? Please, just one this, just one that. Then we are making other people delay their salah as well. Similarly, at home it's quite possible that the husband has to go, the father has to go, the brother has to go. Don't delay them either. So where we are not allowed to stay back ourselves, we are not allowed to delay other people 
as well. What else do we learn? So the lesson that we learn is that we should hasten in obedience. When the time comes in to do something, when the command comes to do something, then we should not delay. Rather, we should hasten in obedience. And hastening in obedience does not mean that a person starts running, but rather that he should leave everything and start preparing for what has to be done. Some scholars have said that فَسْعُوا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ What this means is that get ready for Salatul Jumu'ah. Like for example, as soon as the adhan begins, leave everything, go perform wudu immediately and leave everything and go instantly. So get ready for Salatul Jumu'ah. So what's the lesson in this for us? That whenever the time to do something comes in, then do not delay. Rather hasten in obedience. And there is a lot of reward for those who go early as opposed to those who go late. This shows to us the importance of listening to the khutbah. That why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us leave everything and go and listen to the khutbah? Because it's very important to listen to that. That a person must receive some kind of admonition from the Qur'an at least once a week. That if a person is not a student of knowledge, a person is busy you know, with his business, a person is busy with his work, he doesn't get time to study, he doesn't get time to learn. But at least this once a week halaqa, once a week class, he has to attend. This once a week reminder is essential. What else do we learn? Over here that dhikrullah refers to the salah, it refers to the khutbah. But from this is a very important lesson that we learn which is, that other dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well, general dhikr as well, whether it is doing his tasbih or hamd or it is reading the Quran, you know, we should hasten to that. One more thing that we learn from here is that when the time for salah comes in, when the adhan is pronounced, whichever salah it is, what should a person do? The lesson that we learn from here is that a person should go immediately. A person should hasten to salah and he should not become lazy over there. Because one is the way of the believers and the other is the way of the hypocrites. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises the believers, فَسَعُوا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ And the hypocrites, what is their way? That وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَىٰ الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالَىٰ وَلَا يَأْتُونَ الصَّلَاةَ إِلَّا وَهُمْ كُسَالَىٰ They don't come to prayer except Lazily. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ayah 58, we learn, وَإِذَا نَادَيْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ اتَّخَذُوهَا هُزُوًا وَلَعِبًا That when the adhan is pronounced, they take it in ridicule and amusement, meaning they don't become serious at that time. What is seriousness at that time? That when the announcement is made, a person should proceed to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ And otherwise as well, whenever something good has to start, like for example the class, the time comes in, then fas'aru, right? Go towards that immediately. Don't delay. Because sometimes, you know, we get caught up in what? In the food that we're eating, in the conversations that we're having, in the email that we're checking. We get caught up in these things. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us over here? Going to the dhikr of Allah is much better than being busy with other things. فَإِذَا قُضِيَةِ الصَّلَاةُ And when the prayer has been concluded, meaning when the salah is over, after the khutbah, the salah is performed, it's finished, when you perform the salah, then what should you do? فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ Then disperse within the land. 
انتشروا نون شين را and انتشار is when a group of people disperse when a group of people disperse how that each person goes his own way deliberately intentionally so فانتشروا في الارض then disperse in the earth meaning once the salah is over then go your own way do whatever you have to do وابتغوا من فضل الله and seek from the bounty of Allah وابتغوا من فضل الله meaning go back to work over here two commands are being given فانتشروا and وابتغوا these commands do not mean that definitely a person has to leave the masjid he cannot stay in the masjid after the salah Similarly, it doesn't mean that a person has to go and seek the fadl of Allah and he cannot go home and take a nap. No. These commands are what? For the purpose of ibaha, permissibility. That now you may go and now you may seek the fadl of Allah. Which shows that while the salah is going on, while the khutbah is being said, is it allowed to go? Is it? No. Is it allowed that a person goes wabtaghum in fadlillah? No. At that time it's not allowed. At that time, the only thing that's important is khutbah and salah. So wabtaghum in fadlillah. Now what does it mean by the fadl of Allah? Some have said it refers to wealth. Why? Because earlier it was said, wadarul bari, leave business. So now you can go, continue shopping. Wabtaghum in fadlillah. Some have said that fadl over here refers to knowledge. طَلَبُ الْعِلْمِ Religious knowledge. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَانَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ عَظِيمًا He says to the Prophet ﷺ that the fadl of Allah upon you is very great. And before that, what is mentioned? The revelation of the Qur'an, the knowledge of the book, the hikmah that the Prophet ﷺ was taught. So after the salah is over, then what should you do? Go and learn. Go and seek knowledge. وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا And remember Allah much لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you all are successful. Meaning don't just remember Allah in the salah. Don't just remember Allah in the masjid. But once you leave the masjid and you're going about your daily chores, then what should you do? Remember Him. Don't forget Him. So in other words, remember Allah Wherever you are, no matter what work you're involved in, whether you're at work or at home, looking after children, driving around, doing groceries, whatever you're doing, وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you're successful in this dunya and also in the akhirah. وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا But when they saw a transaction or a diversion, who saw? The people saw an opportunity to do some tijara aw lahwan or have some fun what did they do infaddu ilayha they rushed to it infaddu is from the root letters fa dad dad any other word from the same root fiddah what does that mean silver dhahab is gold okay and fiddah is silver and fadd is to break something in a way that it turns into scattered pieces And silver also, what happens to it when a person has silver or some other kind of precious metal in the form of jewelry or in whatever form, he has to eventually break a piece of it away and give it in zakat. So from this is infidad. And infidad is when a people leave 
when a people scatter off when a people disperse but how do they disperse gradually one leaves another leaves the third leaves you understand one after the other people leave so for example we have this one class going on right now imagine two people leaving three people leaving from here another five people leaving from here gradually what will happen nobody will be left isn't it so so it is when gradually people rush towards something else leaving the place that they were in so the entire jamaah is now finished you understand just imagine any masjid you go there a lot of people and then people are rushing out rushing out to go home rushing out to go to work gradually one after the other and at the end who's left only a few people and sometimes nobody's left so the masjid is completely empty okay this is what infidad is so when the people saw an opportunity to trade an opportunity to have some fun what did they do they rushed towards it one after the other gradually so that hardly anyone was left وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا and they left you standing they left you meaning O Prophet ﷺ standing in the masjid giving the khutbah what is this referring to? this is referring to a specific incident on one occasion the Prophet ﷺ was delivering the Friday sermon the khutbah when a caravan arrived in Medina and remember that the state of the Muslims in Medina was not financially that strong which meant that if any caravan came in, you had to rush to it to see if there was any food, if there was any valuables that you could purchase first before they would run out, they would be exhausted. This is just like there is a big sale somewhere. And you know that there is a lot of stuff. What are you going to do? Go immediately, because if you go late, what's going to happen? By the time you get there, everything's going to be gone. Correct? So similarly... This happened that Jumu'ah Khutbah, the Prophet ﷺ was giving it. The Sahaba were sitting in the masjid. And what happened? As that caravan arrived, the announcement for its arrival was made. How? By the beating of drums, as was the usual custom. That whenever a caravan came into a city, the people would beat drums so that everybody in the city would come to know that, okay, this caravan has come, quickly come and shop. Quickly come and buy whatever you have to. So the tijara refers to what? The caravan. And the lahu refers to what? The beating of the drums. Because it's entertainment as well. Isn't it? It's a distraction. So when the people in the masjid, they heard the beating of the drums and they knew that that caravan came, what did they do? They began to leave the masjid. Now imagine you're sitting. One person goes to shop. Another goes to shop. And you're wondering, oh my God, so many people have gone. By the time I'll get there, nothing will be left. So this made more and more people leave while the Prophet ﷺ was giving the khutbah. And only 12 people remained in the masjid. Now you may wonder, the Sahaba did that? Yes, they did that. Why? They were human beings. And this was before they knew the rulings. This was at the beginning, when they weren't that aware of what was supposed to be done, what was not supposed to be done. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these ayat immediately correcting them, immediately teaching them that this behavior is inappropriate, this is not allowed. 
That when the khutbah is being said, when the time of Jumu'ah Salah comes in, then you cannot be busy shopping and working. You have to be there for Salah. Everything else becomes unimportant at that time. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he said at that time, that وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ By him in whose hand is my life, if all of you had left and none had remained behind, this valley would have overflowed with fire. Just imagine. If all of you had gone and no one would have been left behind, then this valley would have been overflowed with fire. Meaning the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have descended instantly. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches the people over here that وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا إِنْفَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا Allah says, قُلْ Say to them, مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ What is with Allah? What is with Allah? Reward. Reward for what? For performing the salah, for listening to the khutbah, staying with the Prophet ﷺ. That is khayrun, much better, min al-lahwi, than some entertainment, than some amusement, wa min tijara and from trade. What is with Allah, the reward that you would get by attending the Friday prayer, that is much better than the fun, the entertainment, the shopping, the business that you could do. وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ And Allah is the best of providers. Why is this mentioned over here that He is the best of providers? That whatever risk that you're going to get, who's going to give it to you? Allah will give it to you. He is your raziq. So you don't have to compromise on your prayer in order to get risk. No. Allah is the best of providers. And when you sacrifice for His sake, He will provide you with the very best. وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ now what do we learn from this incident? You know, sometimes when we come across such ayat or such incidents in which the shortcomings of the Sahaba are mentioned, we think, oh, how is it possible that they did something like that? But the thing is that we must realize they were human beings. And remember that the level, the merit, the rank that they have, other people can never ever reach that. Why? Because whenever they made a mistake, the Prophet ﷺ corrected them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala corrected them. And when they were corrected, what was their behavior of acceptance? They were not arrogant at that time. So many times we see that what happens with us is that when we are shown our mistakes, we say, who are you to tell me? And we have a list of reasons. We have a list of justifications. I had to leave because of this and this reason. But we see that the Sahaba, when they were corrected, they accepted. Now if you think about it, imagine you're in this situation. You know, one after the other people are leaving to buy something. Just imagine, you learn one day that in the cafeteria there are only 25 meals. And it's something that you really like, something that you've been craving. But there's only 25 of them available. What are you going to do? Think about it. What are you going to do? Make sure that you book yours, you reserve yours, or you buy yours. Right? Even if class is going on. It happens with us because we're human beings. But what is the lesson that we learn from this? That even though you may have many reasons to leave, Remember that at that time what is most important is the worship of Allah. What is most important is dhikrullah. And this is how we are being taught how to prioritize things in our lives. Because many times it happens that we don't know how to prioritize things. We don't know how to get our work done. We don't know how to get our work done because we get distracted by little, little things. 
we don't give importance to what deserves importance. When the time for dhikrullah comes in, that means you have to do it. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. And especially when it comes to the Friday prayer, it is so important that we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that it is my desire that I appoint someone as imam in my place while I go and burn the homes of those who do not attend the Friday prayer. Just imagine how important it is. It is so important. Similarly, we learn from another hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said that people should abstain from leaving a Friday prayer. If not, Allah will put a seal over their hearts whereby they will fall into severe negligence, into severe ghafla. Leaving the Friday prayer puts a seal on the heart and leads to ghafla, negligence. Then from another hadith we learn, the person who misses out three Fridays without any valid reason, Allah puts a seal over his heart. Just imagine, Allah puts a seal over his heart. From another hadith we learn, Friday prayer becomes obligatory on the person who believes in Allah Most High and the Last Day. It is obligatory on the one who believes in Allah and the Last Day. Meaning he has to go and perform it. Except for who? The sick. The person who is unwell. He has permission to not go. Because he is in an unusual situation. Similarly, a traveler, a person who is traveling. Now if he's halfway into the desert, halfway in his flight, how is he meant to stop everything there and go for salah? It's not possible. So the traveler, it's allowed for him. Then a woman. Women also are exempted from the Friday prayer. As well as children and also slaves. Why? Because they have such other responsibilities, other restrictions in their lives which prevent them from going for Friday prayer. But the hadith tells us that it's an obligation on every person who believes in Allah and the last day. And if a person occupies himself in something unnecessary or in some transaction, Allah also turns away from him. At the time of Jumu'ah, if a person busies himself with other things and he doesn't make time to go for salah, then Allah also turns away from him and does not worry about him. Allah does not care about him then. Because he does not care about Allah. If he cared about Allah, he would have gone. If he doesn't care about Allah, Allah doesn't care about him either. And Allah is worthy of all praise. So whether people go for salah or not, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still praiseworthy. So in these ayat, we learn about the immense importance of Friday prayer. Yes, women are exempted, but if you think about it, if you are in a place where you hear the adhan, if you are in a place where you have been given the time to pray, then what should we do? We should be there. Unless if there is a genuine reason, a genuine reason that does not allow you to go. Otherwise, this is very important. Because what do we see? It is khayrun min al-lahwi wa min al-tijara. Isn't it so? Anything else that you could be doing, Jumu'ah khutbah is better than that at that time. And one thing I want you to notice in this ayah is, that in the last ayah, وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا إِنْفَضُّ إِلَيْهَا What does ha refer to? Tijarah. وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا إِنْفَضُّ إِلَيْهَا They rush to it. They rush to what? Tijarah. Whereas the opportunity for tijarah and love both was there. But what did they rush to? Tijarah. Why? Because that is what people desire more. Work. Like for example, a person would stay at work, not go to a park, right? A person would stay at work and not go to the masjid. Isn't it so? 
So work, making money, tijara, is something that people seek more. So in Fadlu ilayha, only tijara is mentioned over here. And this also shows us one more thing. If doing tijara at this time is disliked, then what is lesser than that is even more disliked. If a person is not allowed to be at work at the time of salah, then is he allowed to be at the mall? No. So in Fadlu ilayha wa tarakuka qa'ima. And then we see that قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ Over here, lahu is mentioned first and tijara is mentioned second. قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ Why is lahu mentioned first over here? Why do you think so? It's hard to leave that. Lahu is what? Distracts people. And خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ Because lahu is something that brings no benefit to a person. Whereas tijara is something that brings some benefit at least. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins with that which is least beneficial. Least beneficial. خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ And Allah is best of the providers. Tijara is connected with raziq, meaning Allah is the one who provides you through the tijara that you do. And a person, if he realizes that Allah is my provider, then he would not prefer anything else over the worship of Allah. Whether it is work or it is entertainment, or it is anything. Whatever is written for you is going to come to you anyway. Okay, we'll listen to the recitation, then a few more things. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu Iza nudiya lis-salati min yawmil jumu'ati Fas'aw ila dhikrillahi wa dharul bayi' ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ فَإِذَا قُضِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا فَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ Such a beautiful reminder. But yet we forget. Now there are a number of other lessons that we learn from these ayat as well. Firstly, we learn that Friday is the day of worship. Generally, people consider Friday to be what? The end of the week. End of the work week at least. So the beginning of your break. So that's when the fun begins. It's the day of holiday. That's when the holiday begins. But what do we learn over here? That Friday is the day of worship. It's the day of prayer. And what should be given the most importance on this day is the Jumu'ah Salah. And once that is over, then you can do something else. Once the Salah is over, then فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Then we also learn these ayat about the balance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us, the balance that we are to maintain in the worship of Allah and also in living our lives. That when the time for salah comes in, 
when the time to worship Allah comes in, then you must leave everything and go for salah. And when the salah is over, then what should you do? فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ Because people go to extremes. Either they hold on to just you know, seeking from the bounty of Allah in their work, in their business, busy in that, and they neglect their obligations. Or they go to the other extreme of just thinking that what is necessary is worshipping Allah and work and all of that is not important. No, both are important. Which is why we see that both are mentioned over here. Umar anhu, if he would see people in the masjid for too long and not doing anything else, they're in the masjid all the time, he would ask them that where do you eat from? He would ask them. And they would say that, you know, Allah is our provider. But then he would give it to them and say that, go do something yourself as well. He was very strict in this regard because people lose that balance. So maintaining this balance is essential. We see that the life of the believer is a life of moderation. That he is moderate. And moderate means what? Giving the haqq of Allah as well as seeking the bounty of Allah. Both things are necessary. And we see this in this ayah. فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Then another thing that we learn in these ayat is that Allah is the best of providers, which shows that whatever risk is written for a person, is meant to come to a person, it is going to come. And it's going to come from who? Allah alone. You know, many times a person does not seek knowledge, a person does not busy himself in the worship of Allah, thinking that perhaps I can do more work to make more money. But if you're upsetting Allah, you think you're going to make more money like that. And even if you do make more money like that, you think there will be any barakah in that? No. So do what you have to do, and at the same time, hope for risk and reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another very important lesson that we learn from here is that a person should think that whatever money or whatever knowledge he is gaining, what is it? It's in fact fadl of Allah, because that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls it. وَبْتَغُوا min فَضْلِ So if a person makes any money, if a person gains any knowledge, then what is it? It's a huge favor of Allah upon him, not his own achievement. And then another very important lesson that we learn is that when a person is called for the deen, anything, whether it is salah, or it is a class, or it is some work, or anything, how should he respond? Fas'aw, hasten, go immediately, don't delay. Because whose way is it to delay? It's the way of the hypocrites and the believers. What is their way? Sabiqoon, they're hastening, running. Fas'aw. This is what the believers should be striving for. And remember that warning that the Prophet ﷺ gave that if all of you had left, then this valley would have been overflowing with fire. So just imagine, if nobody comes, if everybody becomes late, then what will happen? Everybody is going to suffer. And remember that when you delay, you're telling other people to delay as well. Isn't it so? And when you go early, when you go immediately, then what are you encouraging other people to do? Go immediately as well. As we will learn inshallah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, لا تلهكم أموالكم ولا أولادكم عن ذكر الله That your wealth and your children should not distract you from the dhikr of Allah. We see the moderation the beauty in the deen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this ummah, that the Bani Israel, Saturday was a day of worship for them. But what did that mean for them? They couldn't do anything else. Isn't it so? They couldn't even fish. Just imagine. 
They couldn't even make money. It was very difficult. But look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this ummah that where we are to worship Allah, we are also allowed to seek from the bounty of Allah. And you see, don't forget the second meaning of seeking knowledge. It shows the importance of unity. On Friday, when the time of salah comes in, then everybody has to leave whatever they're doing and just go for salah. Everybody has to be together in one place. You cannot just pray wherever you are. فَسْعَوْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Go to the masjid. What does it show? Unity. That Friday is such a special day that it's the day when we are encouraged to make dua as well. There is one hour on Friday on which a person, if he makes dua, it will be accepted. So, وَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Make sure that you're busy in the dhikr of Allah throughout that day. Okay, you're not at the masjid anymore, but wherever you are, Stay busy in the dhikr of Allah, in making dua. And there are other etiquettes of Friday as well. We learned that Friday is the best of days. It was on this day that Adam salam was created. It was on this day that he was granted entry into paradise. It was on this day that he was removed from paradise. So Friday is a very major special day in many different ways. And there are other etiquettes as well of Friday that a person must take a shower, wear nice clean clothes, read Surah Al-Kahf, send Salat and Salam on the Prophet ﷺ and also make a lot of dua. Unfortunately, in some places we see that there is no concept of women going for Jumu'ah Salat. It's said that oh, women, it's not an obligation on them. Okay, it's not an obligation on them. But does it mean they don't need that extra reward? Allah has been merciful upon the women when He has not made it an obligation on them. Imagine if it was an obligation. Imagine going with two little babies or three little babies and you're not even allowed to say, shh. You're not even allowed to say, be quiet. And you're supposed to sit in a very proper position. You can't even sit relaxed. Isn't it so? So, would it be possible for women to pray Jumu'ah peacefully? No. They wouldn't be able to pray and as a result, other people, their salah would also be affected. So Allah has been merciful on women when He has allowed them to not pray Salatul Jumu'ah. But it doesn't mean that women should never pray Salatul Jumu'ah. It doesn't mean that. You should strive to because the reward is so great. The reward is so immense. So why stay behind? We see that how people, you know, they run to their work. They rush to their work. Early in the morning. You know, sometimes I'm amazed at how I remember our neighbors every day, 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 a.m., I would hear them because they would be out. The whole family is rushing out. On the dot, 8 a.m., not 8 or 5, not 8.10, 8 a.m. Why? Because they would have to go and catch the train because the husband had to go downtown and the wife had to go elsewhere. She had to drop the children off. I mean, how careful we are. If we haven't had breakfast, doesn't matter. We couldn't prepare lunch, doesn't matter. Just get out of the house, catch that train before it goes. Isn't it? So for dunya, people rush so much. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants that we should rush even more when it comes to the deen. Assalamu alaikum. Also, we have to teach our kids about Salat al-Jum'an, about this ayah. Because from early age, if we teach them, inshallah, they will pray. Yes, but if we go late ourselves, then what are we teaching the children? Go late. This ayah was just reminding me of how, like, you know, patience the Prophet ﷺ used to be with the Sahaba. 
Like you know Allah says He left you standing But at the same time He didn't just you know Leave and get angry And say okay I'm going to give the khutbah But he kept on going And like you know He finished his duty Then just imagine If you were in that position You're speaking to people And one after the other They leave And there's nobody left Or hardly a few people left How would you feel? Insulted and disrespected But look at how patient the Prophet ﷺ was And look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He took his side and he revealed these ayat And he told the people That when the Salatul Jumu'ah is being performed When the khutbah is being said Then you cannot go anywhere Then nothing else is more important Okay, we listen to the recitation Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu idha nudiya lis-salati min yawmil jum'ati fas'aw ila dhikrillahi wa dharul bay'. Dhalikum khayrun lakum in kuntum ta'lamun. Fa'idha qudiyatis-salatu fantashiru fil-ardi wabtaghu min fadlillah. وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا فَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهْوِ وَمِنَ التِّجَارَةِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ يا أيها الذين آمنوا إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة من يوم الجمعة فاسعوا إلى ذكر الله وذروا البيع ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون فإذا قضيت الصلاة Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.